Hey there, fellow life breathers. Welcome. It's Dr. J. Did you know that the word inspiration means to breathe life into someone? Well, it's my absolute obsession to help you live your best and inspired life. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey there. Let's talk about happiness today. Why we're so obsessed with living a life of happiness and how that might be sabotaging our lives. As a culture, we've become absolutely obsessed with pursuing a life of happiness. And if there's anything that can attest to that, it's that the wellness and self-help industry has far surpassed the $13 billion mark in revenue. Billion with a B. Instead of seeking what's called eudaimonic happiness or enjoyment of life, we've come to seek a life of pleasure, hedonic happiness. So let's talk about the difference. Introduced by Aristotle, Eudaimonic happiness was about living a good life, enjoyment of life. But instead of focusing on living a life that's good and one that we're proud of, we've come to focus on living a life that's consumed by a pursuit of positive feelings and pleasure and just feeling good. And we can see this everywhere when we think about all of those people who are struggling with drug addictions or even drinking or gambling, the very momentary fleeting moments of that high of feeling good, that's not what life is about. So when we seek a life of feeling good, we're actually forgetting a huge, if not critical component of the human condition. It's the connection with others that make us human. So seeking pleasure, whether from food, sex, or entertainment, is very unfulfilling in the long run, and even in the short run. Not only is it very momentary and fleeting, but it's actually also very selfish. There's a reason why we're hardwired within our genetic makeup to be hive creatures. We need each other. And this dependency is what helped us to survive this long as a species. But survival aside, We have a need to connect to the people around us. Scientists have found that the number of the quality of relationships you have in your life determine to a certain extent your life longevity. It buffers us from chronic diseases and illnesses. When we start seeking the wrong things, like feeling momentary happiness, it separates us from the condition of flourishing. It's easier to understand when we think of emotions as a compass. The evolutionary function of emotions is to guide us. We feel good when we're on the right track, doing the right things. We don't feel so good when we've veered off course. The reason why an obsessive pursuit of happiness is futile is because happiness isn't something we can get to. It's a guide. And we've got it totally backwards when we think we're seeking a life of happiness. When instead, happiness shows us that we're actually living a life of fulfillment and meaning. The science of positive psychology has found that there are five ways to increase fulfillment and flourishing. And happiness is just one facet. For those of you not familiar, positive psychology is the scientific study of optimal human functioning. It aims to discover and promote the factors that allow individuals and communities to thrive. That's the definition set by its founder, Marty Seligman. I'm going to read it one more time because I think it's really important for us to understand what positive psychology is and how that relates to a life of 
quote unquote happiness. Positive psychology is a scientific study of optimal human functioning. It aims to discover and promote the factors that allow individuals like you and me and communities to thrive. So what are the five areas that we need to focus on if we want more fulfillment and flourishing in our lives according to positive psychology? The five are positivity, engagement, relationships, meaning, and accomplishment. So let's talk about each of the five real quick. Positivity, it's positive emotions. It's not just being happy, but the ability to be optimistic about our past, our present, and our future. It helps us to really function in life so that we're motivated to do the things that we might not necessarily want to do day in and day out. It helps us to be more creative and increases our chances or decreases our chances of developing things like depression. Engagement, which is a second facet, is our ability to engage in activities in our lives that's important for us. It's when we can think about being in flow and just really being present and in the moment without our monkey minds or mind chatter taking us to the future or to the past, but it's just being in the moment and being engaged. Relationships is the third facet. Relationships are so critical to life and functioning and flourishing. We thrive on having connections, love and intimacy and having those interactions with people around us. The fourth facet is meaning. Having a purpose and meaning in your life, not just life in general, but in the everyday things, what seems to be mundane, the everyday things, if you can find the meaning in all of those things, it increases your ability to live a fulfilling and optimal life. The fifth facet is accomplishments. Having goals and things like an ambition and drive helps us to achieve things that gives us that sense of pride and accomplishment. So my challenge for you today is to think about the five. Positivity, engagement, relationships, meaning, and accomplishments. And think about which of those five you are lacking in the most or maybe is not the strongest part of your life and in what way today are you going to focus on that particular area of your life to increase flourishing? Give me a shout out, let me know what you thought about this episode or which, of, which one of the five you're going to focus on today. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes real quick and give me a rating, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks again, everyone, talk to you soon. Here we go. Want more? Come join me on my website at www.yourlifeinspired.com. That's the letters U-R, lifeinspired.com.